From the Financial Times in London, I'm Daniel Dombey, and this is FT News. Andres Manuel López Obrador has won the sort of victory that most politicians dream of. Mexico's leftist, a perennial presidential candidate, has finally secured the post with the most crushing electoral success of the country's democratic era. His election and that of a Congress teeming with his supporters marks a huge change in a country long governed by the Institutional Revolutionary Party, with only one extended interlude under the pro-business National Action Party. It also comes at a perilous time for US-Mexican relations, with broader tensions and the continuing renegotiation of a North American Free Trade Agreement. I'm joined by Jude Weber, VFT's Mexico correspondent. Jude, very simply, what's just happened in Mexico? It's an earthquake, a landslide, a tsunami, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a bigger victory for AMLO than even his supporters were probably expecting. It's huge. At the moment, AMLO is looking to get about 53%. The last time a president won with 50% of the vote was in 1988 when Carlos Salinas won for the PRI. They were famous elections in Mexico because the system famously crashed on the election evening. And when it came back up, he had miraculously won. So their elections tainted with fraud. There was no fraud in yesterday's election. This was a victory, really. There's just no parallel in modern Mexican history. And AMLO also has a majority in both houses of Congress, which is something that hasn't happened since 1994. So he's really got an extremely strong mandate. And just tell us a bit about him. Why is this man such a break with the past, or at least the recent past in Mexico? I think his promises really resonate with people. I mean, people are incredibly fed up with the current government. The corruption has risen to levels that people have never seen before. The violence, you know, the murder rate in Mexico is at an all-time high and it just keeps on climbing. And I think people have just warmed to his very simple message that I can fix this. That's what he's saying. He's saying, you know, you trust me. I'm honest. I won't tolerate corruption. I won't tolerate impunity. He's a very austere kind of character. He doesn't live in a fancy place. He's not going to take the presidential plane. All of that kind of resonates with people. And it was third time lucky for AMLO. He ran in 2006 in elections that he claims were stolen from him. He ran in 2012, lost both times. And previously, his election slogan was for the good of Mexico, first the poor. And he picked up on that again last night and said that that would be his guiding mantra. So I think in a country that has pretty much half the population living in poverty, that resonates. And people are just sick of the status quo. A lot of people I've talked to, you know, they don't necessarily think he's the answer to every single problem or that he can deliver on everything that he has promised, but they're willing to give him a shot. And what now, Jews? It is, we should point out, five months before he's going to take office. That happens on the 1st of December. But in the intervening period, a lot could happen. And there's a lot out there right now. We have the peso has come under fairly regular attack in recent weeks and months. And of course, relations with Donald Trump's America, both over NAFTA, the border, the wall, are very complicated as well. How do you see this interregnum going and what are the prospects for uh, the beginning of a Lopez Obrador administration? He's talking about reconciliation. He's talking about sort of getting to work. He's also talking about starting in September a tour of the country to take his proposals back to the people. So I think we're going to hear a lot of proposals. The difficulty is that he has to start fleshing out exactly how he's going to achieve some of these grand things that he's been promising. 
I think the fact that there's a five-month transition and we're seeing the transformation in him from being the passionate orator on the campaign stump to a much more measured statesman-like figure, I think it'll be fairly orderly and I think he'll use the next five months to try and line up his ducks so that when he starts he can get to work straight away because I think he more than anyone else knows that he really does have to deliver results fast. And Jude, what can you tell us about the kind of team that Mr López Obrador is going to have? Who is he going to be calling on? Well, first of all, it's worth stressing that part of the reason that he secured such a huge victory was that he had moved to the centre. So there are some people in his movement, some of his supporters who are extreme left, but he has moved much more to the centre. He's already named a sort of cabinet in waiting, equally balanced between men and women. A lot of them are not well-known politicians. They're perhaps academics or people who have had some political experience, but not at such a high level. His finance minister is Carlos Ursua. Carlos Ursua was the finance chief for Mr. López Obrador when he was the mayor of Mexico City between 2000 and 2005. He has a reputation as being a, a cost cutter, a safe pair of hands, but also somebody who in favour of pausing the energy auctions that have brought in a lot of investment into Mexico so that there can be a proper evaluation of how Mexico should proceed. So he's perhaps not the most business friendly, but he's widely considered a safe pair of hands. How is business taking this? They're not exactly Mr. López Obrador's natural allies, but he clearly is, as you said, the most powerful president in Mexico for a generation. Well, they've been falling over themselves to congratulate him and to promise to work together for the good of Mexico. Some of them look rather uncomfortable about doing so. But there's a sense of sort of national unity and, you know, whoever's the president will have to work with them. Obviously, he was not their choice. But, you know, they've offered support. And that's important because in the run up to the election, they were advising their staff, their employees, their shareholders that really Mexico didn't want to turn the clock back to the 1970s and that a vote for AMLO was like jumping off a cliff and that they should think about it very carefully. So I think it's important that he's got this support now and now he needs to leverage that really. Jude, thank you very much indeed. And for more about this huge story, please don't forget to go to ft.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.